Geopolitics and Empire is joined by John Whitehead, an attorney and author widely recognized as one of the nation's most vocal and involved civil liberties attorneys. He's won numerous accolades and accomplishments. And in 1982, he founded the Rutherford Institute, which has become one of the leading advocates of civil liberties. He's author of the award-winning A Government of Wolves, The Emerging American Police State, and the best-selling Battlefield America, The War on the American People. Also, uh, The End of Man, published in 1986, but sounds like it was written um, yesterday. Mr. <laughs> White, Mr. Whitehead, welcome to Geopolitics and Empire, which the Ron Paul Institute describes as the real underground where the real intellectual revolution is taking place. Anyway, thank you, sir, for having me on. I appreciate it. And, and I do urge people to support uh, the Rutherford Institute. I've got my uh, Rutherford coffee mug, which I don't think you sell this one uh, anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I've got the, the the pamphlets as well that you sell. And so I, I love the work you're doing. But let's get right into it. You know, you, you recently wrote that things are falling apart. How much longer we can sustain the fiction that we live in the constitutional republic, I, I cannot say, but anarchy is being loosed upon the nation. We're witnessing the unraveling of the American dream, one injustice at a time, end quote. And so myself as a former history teacher professor, I saw all of this coming in the 2000s, a nation and republic in a downward spiral, economic decline, spiritual decline, cultural degeneration, devolution into authoritarianism and tyranny. And it seems we've arrived. Arrived. What's sort of the, the big picture here and where are we on the timeline? Well, the uh, government that we have in this country, and I've warned people for years about, is not what you think it is. It's a different type of government. There was an expansive study that came out of Princeton University uh, in 2014, which studied 20 years of laws and policies passed in Washington, D.C. The professors came to the conclusion that we live in what they call an oligarchic elite in Washington, D.C., where all the money congregates. And Washington, D.C. is basically run by they, at the time, they estimated 585 billionaires. It later became known as the Deep State. The Deep State is a, a group called the Seven Floor Group. It was a leaked FBI memo which said that the government is basically run by the, the Seven Floor Group, which is, and I've known this for years, you know, because I've, for over 40 years, I've sued in and out of Washington, D.C., I've sued the President of the United States. Uh, I've seen some stuff. I've had congressmen, former NSA agents meet with me and say, here's some more facts that you need to know. And they're seeing it and they don't like it. Um, we live in a basically in the United States now, a total surveillance state. We're being watched. Um, and as our uh, the future of, of uh, techno authoritarianism, our commentary from last week goes into the fact that the Chinese government, by the way, has a tremendous impact globally, but is having a really big impact in the United States. And uh, they have 400 detention camps in the, uh, they publicize it in the, in China and uh, where people are taken away for whatever, saying the wrong word, uh, wrong religion, those kind of things. And uh, what I see the future of this country is everything that the great science fiction writers have prophesized about, like George Orwell uh, Philip K. Dick and others saw it coming, but now with the emergence of uh, you know the Chinese government having a new police uh, station now in, in New York City, three in Canada, 25 cities across the globe, 56 different secret police stations are operating where they're going after former dissidents and people that have escaped to another country from the Chinese tyranny of a, of a detention camp 
They're and they're working with these other guys. This is what blows my mind in a way. They're working with with like a, the so-called land of the free government, the American government, to take capture people and take them back and put them in detention camps. The people who wrote this constitution, the people who said this, would say, "Are you nuts?" I mean, the the fellow who wrote our Bill of Rights, James Madison, said, "We ought to mistrust all those in power." And if you study just the history, and you mentioned some of my books, uh, my book Battlefield America and A Governor of Wolves goes into the, the history that we're that we faced in the world or whatever. Uh, from Nazi Germany, before Nazi Germany, the collapse of the Roman Empire. And I'm really seeing more as I study the Roman Empire, the collapse of the United States into a government where people are going to be taken away. And uh, I remember uh, the Romans were big into really cruel punishment like crucifixion and stuff like that. And uh, we could very move. And those were lessons, by the way. They were, if you do this, if you speak truth to power, you're going to get in a lot of trouble and they would crucify people. We haven't seen that yet, no. And they're, I think they're going to be slicker now with the, the emergence of artificial intelligence and with the coming of singularity in 2029, according to Google, where the human mind's going to fuse with AI, artificial intelligence. And that's very likely, in my opinion. Uh, people are not going to understand what's going on. Uh, several Google executives recently resigned. One said... He resigned because he was really concerned about what they, they were doing at Google. He said, we've created God. In other words, uh, what the Chinese government does now with their AI will be operating across the globe. You say the wrong word, you do the wrong thing, you wind up in a real bad situation. And uh, that's what I see coming to this country. And we're run by people, like I say, the so-called deep state. They want money. They want control. They want our tax money, and very similar to uh, that movie by John Carpenter called They Live, and the motto was They Live, We Sleep. We're not awake. We're a very lazy populace right now because we're addicted to our screen devices. The average American watches approximately 150 hours of television a month. A message from our sponsors. Our friends at Above Phone are on a mission to help people break free of the algorithm ghetto. They're starting with our phones because 99% of people today are addicted to the big tech ecosystem. We have alternative technologies available that Ramiro and his team at Above Phone have been evaluating. These tools are superior, not just alternatives. Are you ready to play above the rules of the surveillance capitalists? Let's remove our reliance on them for information, apps, and communications and break free of their tracking. If we don't contribute to alternative software with our participation, we may lose the few choices we have. When you get a degoogled above phone, everything is made simple out of the box. Just plug your cell service in and go, or use Wi-Fi only. The above privacy suite provides important services using open source software that is run reliably and privately. It gives you a VPN, private email, search engine, encrypted chat, voice and video calls, a calendar service, and an anonymous internet phone number. Because getting people on better systems is so important, they've upped their dedication to support. With each phone, you get a 30-minute support call, 24-7 email, chat support, and a knowledge base. Just like with our food, water, healthcare, schooling, and security, our tech needs to be sovereign. Browse available phones now and subscribe to the privacy suite at abovephone.com. Also, if you need health insurance that covers you wherever you may roam, check out my friend James Guzman's Borderless Health Insurance. One of the great things about living internationally is saving money on health care. 
but private care overseas can be expensive. Go to borderlesshealthinsurance.com to watch a short presentation on expat and digital nomad healthcare and sign up for a free consultation to review your options. And listen, Carl Bernstein of Bernstein and Woodward, when he left uh, after the Nixon debacle and helped expose, he was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. He started working with uh, the big news publications, the big New York Times and people like that television. He wrote a very good article, by the way, where he said that it shocked him to find out that the major publications and, and television networks worked with the government to vet articles, help write them. So what you're getting today is off of uh, mainstream media. I keep warning people. That's why I don't watch mainstream media. I don't need to watch it. I, I do my own research. I, and I say this. And I mean it, education precedes action. I'm telling people, if you want to act, get educated, folks. If you're quoting somebody from CNN to me, I'm going, well, wait a second. That may be a government agent. Do I really want to believe that? Because James Madison said, we ought to mistrust people. And I mistrust people, by the way. I, I clarify what people are saying if they say something to me. And that's the key thing that we're losing in this country today is uh, critical thinking. They don't want us to think. That's why children in public schools in America, they are not taught the Bill of Rights anymore. Many of them don't read the Declaration of Independence. And the reason they don't, if you read the preamble of the Declaration of Independence, it says if the government's getting out of control, you can throw it away, get rid of it. They don't want people to think like rebels. And listen, authoritarian governments have never wanted that. And the sad thing about history as I've seen it, and uh, my book of Government Wolves comes from that great uh, James Merle, uh, George Merle quote where he said, uh, a, a nation of sheep begats a government of wolves. And that's where we're at. We, we, we begat a government of wolves because we're not the kind of people checking on government. We don't get involved. Most people don't get involved in their, even their local city governments, which I'm saying, if there's going to be, let's create islands of freedom. And our can take control of our local city governments. Our 10th Amendment in the U.S. Constitution says that local governments can nullify acts of the federal government. That's federalism. Uh, we can do that. But getting people involved today, listen, today the thing is, oh, I voted. I did my duty. And I'm going, no, you didn't do your duty. Voting is not your duty. Your duty is to get up off of your butt, get active in your, your governments, uh, run for government, uh, make sure it's operating correctly. I mean, America, again, people watching this uh, uh, this show today should realize that in America, we've gone kind of bananas. And the, like I say, the mainstream media doesn't publicize it. In the, in, the, in the 1980s in America, there were approximately 3,000 SWAT team raids annually. Today in America, over 80,000 annually. Up to 500 dogs a day are shot in this country. Kids are getting killed. I mean, we go to our website at Rutherford.org. We've written on all how people are getting their heads blown off and stuff in the middle of the night, flashbang grenades, decorated Marine, Jose Guerrero in Arizona. The police are doing a sweep of his neighborhood, trying to find marijuana, by the way. They're crashing in home. They crash into his home in the middle of the night. This decorated Marine grabs the only weapon he has in his home, his hunting rifle. Stands at the end of his hallway, puts his wife and child behind him, and the police see him shoot over 70 times and hit him over 20. He falls forward and dies. His wife comes out screaming, tries to help him. They push her away. He dies on the rug. Wait a second. No marijuana was found in his home. What a ridiculous thing for police to be busting through doors trying to get people for, for smoking marijuana. Like I had one copy would tell me, he says, I think it makes you more mellow, John. I went, 
it may make you more mellow. So why are police crashing through doors trying to kill people? Uh, and they're doing it in this country. Uh, there are 175,000 federal agents in America running around with hollow point bullets now. It's I, I'm a former uh, Army officer. I taught, I was an infantry officer, taught people how to shoot. We could not use hollow point bullets. They're considered inhuman. They expand on contact. What went through John Kennedy's head, Martin Luther King's head, four of them went into John Lennon the Beatles' uh, chest, hollow point bullets. They're intended to kill, wipe out. Um, they've been limited to the government now, and they're everywhere. I mean, you got local cops running around with hollow point bullets. I mean, what in the world are we doing folks and this is all taking place i'd say in the last uh, 20 years or so it just expanded very rapidly this 9-11 and uh i mean we've got a government now that and I, i've used this uh uh example we're very similar to what happened in nazi germany we're kind of copying them and uh you know i know you may have some questions that you want to ask but uh, when you look at uh, history and study history, study good books. Well, my books are all documented. But uh, when you have Project Paperclip, which was a program that allowed over a thousand top Nazis to come into America and feed into the government, uh, the education system, and whatever, right after World War II, uh, what were we thinking, folks? Who's running this government? It isn't we the people. You know, when the Constitution starts, the three really beautiful words we the people do ordain and establish this Constitution. We are the people, supposedly the the people running the government. The people in D.C. or our local city government are merely our representatives. We are the government. But if you're not the government, if the only thing you're saying is, oh, I may vote or whatever, and then I'm going to turn, my tube, turn the tube back on, and that's it. We have a responsibility, a responsibility. And I'll say this. That responsibility goes beyond our temporal existence. You go, and when we die, if there is a place that's a better place in here or whatever, I mean, and there's karma or whatever, what we do here is going to have a great impact on how we live out our eternal existence. And just sitting on your butt watching TV, folks, you're going to be in change at some point, eventually. It isn't going to work. Get up and take a stand for freedom, and that's what we need in this country. Because, like I say, with China coming in now and, it's a really scary thing, and people don't realize this, but the country we, the United States owes the most money to is China. Almost we owe a trillion dollars to China. Wait a second here. I have friends that have gone to China and told me stories. One was sitting in a restaurant. She said a car pulled up. A guy was walking down the street. She was eating her food, and a bunch of Chinese cops got out, grabbed him, shook him up, and threw him in the backseat of a car, and drove off. She said the people on the street, the Chinese people, just kept walking as if they didn't see it. As if they didn't see it. it didn't happen. We didn't see it. See, outrage at a certain point like that. Come together and just throw them out. Don't let them be doing this stuff. Because sooner or later, if you love your children, your grandparents or whatever, you want them to be taken care of, they're not going to be in a society we're living in today. And it's going to get worse. If this so-called land of the free collapses, and it's headed in that direction, by the way, clearly. Because we've lost our roots in this country. We don't study the history. We don't know what's going on. We're destroying. Uh, we don't mention names of certain founding fathers in this country now, people who wrote, like Thomas Jefferson. His Declaration of Independence was used by the UN Declaration of Human Rights as an example of how to write. And 
the place of his home in Charlottesville, Virginia. They don't even want to mention his name anymore. You can't live life like that. That's what I mean by critical thinking. And critical thinking is really, really important. You may not have, you may not agree with somebody, but that doesn't mean that you can't respect them for some of the things they've done and whatever. And listen, without some of the people that they were eliminating from our system, we would not have a free America. Yeah, and uh, on this uh, podcast, I've I've spent less time on geopolitics and more on what you describe as the techno authoritarianism because I I feel that's the biggest threat. Uh, you know, you mentioned Nazism. I feel like you know the medical tyranny, COVID nineteen eighty four, uh, as I call it, uh, the biomedical security state. That's right out of Nazi Germany. The Nazi health passes. Uh, you know, I, I actually bought one right behind me. I've got a uh, nineteen thirty eight. Uh, you know, this Aachen pass and <laughs> and and um. You know, it's it's crazy because uh, I've interviewed Edwin Black. He calls it the algorithm ghetto, and in China, it's a social credit system. And as you said, they they say now, well, Wall Street Journal said, one wrong move or thought, you are in digital death. They shut off all of your accounts. You literally can't buy. It's like the book of Revelation. You can't buy or sell. Uh, we saw Canada freezing and locking down bank accounts of thought criminals. Recently, there's this German journalist, Alina Lip. She had her accounts frozen by Germany and the EU. And then they shut off her parents' accounts. In the U.S., we've seen Nick Fuentes, Kanye West had his bank account closed. And I was just reading uh, yesterday in Brazil, people protesting um, Bolsonaro's defeat are having their bank accounts frozen. And so, you know, any further thoughts on this cashless society? It's really scary. It feels like we're in it. Um, now, and, you know, I've had since April, my pay, I'm banned from PayPal. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security told PayPal uh, to ban me along with others such as Mint Press and Consortium News. And so, I mean, this is fascism. We see the FBI telling Facebook what to do, the White House telling Twitter who to deplatform. So, you know, any further thoughts on this sort of digital dictatorship, electronic concentration campus, as some people call it? Oh, it's coming. Like I said, that uh, Google executive said we've created God uh, with the AI robots running, <clears throat> and they are machines in the truest sense of the word, unless they figure out a way to somehow inject some kind of human uh, empathy into them, are going to be uh, tyrannous. And they're already tyrannous. And the, wh- they're going to be taking your money. They're going to be spending your money, by the way. They're going to be ripping your money uh, and taking it and say, this is for taxes. This is for saying the wrong word or whatever. And it's already, it's happening in China. It's going to, as you're saying, it's happening here. It is true. Everywhere in the world, it's going to happen as we move more and more into a global environment. And uh, with what the technology they have, it's uh, like I say, they're going to they're be able to say, uh, you can't travel. You can't go here. You can't go there. You're locked in your home. And we're coming to get you if you say the wrong word. And they will with the SWAT teams. Uh, and the SWAT teams, by the way, everything's going robotic. Elon Musk even said this recently. He said, I'm trying to warn people, but they won't get it till they see the robots coming down the street at them. And I mean, the, the in some parts of this country already, they're using robot dogs to go to the door. The police aren't going anymore. And they have robots, by the way, they're going to be searching uh, and walking down streets sooner or later. It's coming, folks. They're doing it in airports already uh, in this country. It's It's coming. And like I say, we have a few years, I'd say maybe a decade to get our act together before it gets so, so powerful. And like I say, 2029 is the uh, era of singularity. But here's the other thing. With all this increasing machineness and AI, whatever, there's there's a concern that the economy is going to collapse. And 
culturally it's going to collapse too, and they're going to have to impose martial law, the so-called di dictatorial state. That's why there's that 2030 video that the Pentagon put out uh, four or five years ago as a training video for police and the military to get ready. And they're basically saying by 2030, they're going to take over and impose martial law, not only in the United States, but other parts of the world. So the American military is already thinking globally in that sense. But the fact that they're training for martial law, you know, the fact that, that towns of 5,000 people in this country, small towns, have police that have grenade launchers, sniper rifles, armed military gear, MRAPs, which are basically tanks on tires, and all that equipment, and, and the FBI is training police chiefs at Quantico, uh, uh, in different parts of the, of the, of the country, it's getting very, very scary. I mean, it's uh, they're ready, and they're they're going to, uh, you know, again, they're, they're they're trained. By the way, in the worst case scenario, of the police today, and that is when they face you, no matter who you are, you can be the most dangerous person in the world. That's why they're agitated. In some of the cases we've had, people have said why the police so agitated when they come to the door. It's because on their phones they have a lot of information about you, because. The Department of, Homeland, Department of Homeland Security is already doing threat scores on homes in America, going from green to red. They do the same thing in China. So we're already adopting Chinese policies. And when they're doing threat assessments, it's predictive policing, which studies show that in some cases, in 80% of the cases where people are arrested, uh, thinking they might con uh, do a crime or whether they're, they're doing committed crime, they're, they're found not guilty. So there are going to be people in jails that we have in this country, private prisons, which are making a lot of money off of people being in prisons. People are there to work for Microsoft, Facebook, and all the big companies and making products, Walmart, et cetera. So the country we're living in today is moving really aggressively toward an artificial intelligence system that is just basically about one thing, control and money. And if once we go to digital currency, watch out. They're going to be blocking what you do, what you buy. They're going to know everything about you. And with the smart cities developing in this country like they have in China, with thermal imaging devices, they can basically track wherever you go. The drones today from two miles up have facial recognition software. They can watch you, control you, and sooner or later they're going to shoot you. They're going to or stun you with a taser from a distance. So it's, it's going to be very impossible. The, the average American is not going to have any of this stuff. We're not going to have the guns, the technology, or whatever. There are going to be some radicals, by the way, which are going to do it. And uh, I wrote a book called The Eric Blair Diaries a year ago. It's a, it's a novel that goes into all this and what I think the future is going to be. And it's not a very pretty future. But here's the key, I think. I keep telling people one person can change the world. If you, people get up off of their butts, and start getting active in society, I think we can we can turn some of this back. But here's the thing. Don't be silly. It's going to be very, very difficult. And uh, the only way you're going to do it, folks, is start reading, get educated, and get your friends together in groups and say, we're, we're the new founding fathers of the new republic. We're going to create islands of freedom in America. And we can do that uh, everywhere. You know, even here in Mexico, there's people getting together and starting to resist. I, I discovered two years ago, I live in Guadalajara, the second biggest city in Mexico. It's a resilient 
city. It's a smart city. I found all of the concept papers. It's uh, funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. The concept papers to say, get rid of cash, go cashless, pre-crime, everything that you described. I, I'm I'm shocked that I'm, I'm living in a smart city. I'm trying to escape. Just on China, uh, it's portrayed today that the, the world is divided in a battle you know, of USA versus China. But a number of guests I've had on posit uh, I, I think what, what what you're saying that it's more like the Chinese and American oligarchies and governments are working together against their own populations. Uh, us uh, and you, you said in your recent article that China and the American deep state have joined forces. A world in which the deep state is not merely entrenched but has gone global. So w- would you say it's basically all of our governments uh, versus us, and that the Chinese and U.S. oligarchies are sort of working? They have more common interests. Oh, sure they do. Uh... People don't realize the National Security Agency, the NSA, Snowden blew the whistle. Where he, he had to run run out of the country and hide in Russia. But he said recently he was really surprised himself at the impact China was having on the world. But most people don't realize this. And the NSA has their Five Eyes program. They have bases all over the world where they're doing a total surveillance and creating a world surveillance system. They're, and they're working with the Chinese government. And they have their signet program where they meet annually with 17 countries across the globe and coordinating all this stuff. And uh, they now have in eight major cities and AT&T towers, they have AT&T towers in eight major cities where they're doing, they're watching everything in all the big cities and uh, through their so-called artificial intelligence and their uh, surveillance devices. So, Everything that uh, we're seeing in China, anywhere in the world, that's like, you know, scary, it's happening in America. It's going a little, they're keeping it hid. But here's the thing. Most Americans, like I say, are hooked to digital heroin. They're just staring. And they're not getting it. They don't understand it. They're drugged. But it takes a few, but once your eyes are blasted open and you see it, people are going to start screaming, why didn't I see this before? Well, there's people like you and me and a, little, a good portion of people out there are talking about this and saying, get ready, folks. Listen, when we have cases where former veterans do emails and about something, this or that, and the next day they have SWAT teams come and get them and drag them away uh, or their, their doors are knocked upon. We've helped some of these people. Uh, they're like I say, they're watching anybody that might have the ability to fight back. Mainly veterans are watched. It's called Operation Vigilant Eagle, run by the Department of Homeland Security. And I mean, they do all the flag waving at the football games and all this stuff and militainment, we call it, and do all this stuff. But if you say the wrong word as a veteran, they come and, and investigate you and scare you and threaten to deport people out of the country. They're doing that. We have actual cases that show that. So do they really respect us as the American citizens? Remember, the, the basic model of America is we are the masters. The government is our servant, the so-called government, our representatives. And we don't enforce that today. I mean, most Americans, like I got to say, they think voting is the only thing that matters. And they go home, watch TV, and basically do hile to their, to their government officials. Listen. Again, we ought to mistrust all those in power, and that's the key. If you're going to be a rebel, we need more rebels in in America, especially right now. People will stand up, not violent rebels, but rebels who will just look the government official the face and says, we're going to fight you to the end. We're going to throw you out of the office sooner or later. We're getting together our groups, 
and we're going to fight back on this, this policy. And again, let me say this. They're going to get PO'd at you, you know. Listen, under the National Defense Authorization Act, which every president has up for years, gives up president, if he thinks you're an extremist, he can point his finger at you and the military can, can come get you and take you away to a camp or whatever, and you won't see your lawyer or your family. And again, that's why groups like the Rutherford Institute exist. People call us and say, wow, you won't believe what happened. And we try to help them. And that's the key. We need to get together, though, with more lawyers across the country and more freedom fighters and say, we're going to get rid of this National Defense Authorization Act. It stinks. And so, and get your so-called representatives to do something besides take money from lobbyists. You mentioned the military veterans, and I just remembered, I think one of my, my very first podcasts over a decade ago, uh, my first guest was Corporal Jesse Thorson, uh, who I think you worked um, with. He He just was messaging friends talking about 9-11 and stuff and then they came to his house um and, and tried to take him away but uh in, in any case you know any final thoughts you told us you know what we need to do uh you know i like to cite recently the premier of alberta and canada she declared humans are not qr codes i like to summon the ghost of patrick mcguhan number six from the prisoner we are not yeah. to be well we're not to be pushed filed stamped indexed briefed debriefed or uh numbered um it's going to be rough you know trying to survive in this algorithm ghetto and dystopia and so you know any any final thought uh, for us well uh if hearing this today between me and you this discussion does it at least ignite a thought of freedom then there's not a lot of thing not a lot of hope for you uh listen get up get off your bus like i say uh your local communities by the way the 10th amendment to the constitution says that local governments can nullify acts of the federal government you can take over your local communities get rid of the SWAT teams get rid of the people shot in the middle of the night get all this stuff out of your home and make sure your kids when they walk out of grade school can cite the five freedoms of the first amendment tell you what's in the fourth amendment make sure they read the declaration of independence make them think critically critically i've told uh school principals by the way Listen, instead of just Xing words out, why don't you put the two students that disagree on the stage and have them debate and bring out more debaters and make people think about these terms? Don't do away with words. I mean, in China, 1984, Animal Farm, the word disagree are all, you can't do it, say any of those things anymore. It's coming to that way in America. We're starting to repeat uh, tyranny. Let's not do that, you know. We can take over our local communities. Washington, D.C. is one of the most corrupt places I've ever, I've sued in another for 40 years. It's totally corrupt. But you can change the, the face of the globe if we can get our cities, our local cities, saying no to Washington, D.C., stick it. We're going to fight for freedom. We're going to stand for freedom. And we're not putting up with any more of your tyranny. It's a great place to end. Stick it. And uh, finally, where's the best way uh, for people to find you uh, online? And, and how's the best way for pe people to support uh, your work in the Rutherford Institute? Well, we're a nonprofit group. Uh, we accept donations to fight cases and put all our educational materials out at rutherford.org, rutherford.org, and uh, sign up to get our weekly newsletters and uh, our press releases, and you'll see what's going on. I think, again, education precedes action. Get educated and get out there and create islands of freedom so America can survive. I, I will. I definitely recommend people uh, support, donate to Rutherford, get John's uh, books. Uh, 
subscribe to the email list and their socials. And uh, again, thank you for being on Geopolitics and Empire. Thank you, sir. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up to the free email list that notifies you of every new podcast and other important updates. The email list and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's almost impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently strikes videos. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit, Twitter, and LinkedIn take down posts. After the Associated Press mentioned Geopolitics and Empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, or the Atlantic Council, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our Pro account at one point. In April of 2022, the Department of Homeland Security had PayPal ban us for life. The best free way to help Geopolitics and Empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the entire podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can support this guerrilla signal by donating via DonorBox, Buy Me a Coffee, Subscribestar, or Crypto. You can purchase a consultation with the host to talk about expatriation, geopolitics, or podcasting. You can also become a monthly or annual member via Stripe and receive benefits such as partaking in a monthly member Zoom call, get access to a weekly recording of my random thoughts, and a private Telegram channel. Thank you for listening.